one more with Joanna and Daphne, a fitness and nutrition podcast for normal people who want to be more awesome. If you have trouble deciding between just one more cupcake and just one more kettlebell swing, this is the podcast for you. I'm Joanna Shaw-Flam. I'm an actor, a comedian, and a normal person. And I'm Daphne Yang. I'm a certified personal trainer, certified nutrition counselor, and the creator of Hit It, New York's ultimate high-intensity interval training workout. Before we begin, remember to talk to your doctor or medical practitioner before starting any workout or nutrition plan. Um, If you aren't already, you should join our mailing list. Uh, We send out emails twice a month, so we're not going to clog your inbox. And it's a great way to get um, links and pieces of information that we talk about on the show that you might not remember if you're, like, listening to the show while you, like, walk the dog or work out or your kids are screaming in the back seat. Um, So to join our mailing list, go to our website, justonemorepodcast.com. There's a little box on the right-hand side that says sign up for our mailing list. You put in your email, and then we send you two emails a month. And um, we also usually, if we're doing events and stuff, we usually tell our mailing list people on the early side. So if you want to get in on that, make sure you're on the list. Um, So if you are listening to this episode in real time, we are about to go home for the holidays. Both Daphne and I are on our way to our respective homes very soon. (laughs) Um, We're both excited about it. Um, But uh, the holidays are... Like, two weeks of travel and family and parties and other things that sound fun in advance and then often end up being stressful instead. Um, And so we wanted to um, do a little listicle episode um, to give you some tricks for staying in the moment, which I feel like staying present and staying in the moment are such buzzwords now. But um, really what I mean is taking things... Like, being able to really fully enjoy your life as you're living it, instead of being somewhere else or feeling like you aren't actually paying attention to the things that we say are why we do all the stuff we don't want to do, like go to work and do chores and whatever. I feel like in this day and age, people are constantly thinking about the next thing they have to do. Yeah. Like, the next appointment or what they're eating for dinner that night or what they have to do that evening or what they have to do this upcoming week versus really just staying in the moment. I feel like we as a society feel like we need to control more just as like anxiety levels get higher just as a society um and then the desire to control that to manage or the desire to control schedules and life as a way to to actually control anxiety to like manage anxiety i feel like that's been happening a lot and um as a result we have this culture where we really have to actually have big conversations about presence and mindfulness and i know for me personally um, and I think this, even if it's like when people or when aren't you wonderful listeners, when you listen to this episode, even if it's not the holiday season for you, so say you're like, you know, listening to this months in advance, this is still such a powerful, um, amazing episode we are going to do because I think mindfulness is very important, uh, in life. And then also with food, body, everything totally transformed my life. And, um, I think staying present overall is just pretty freaking awesome so (laughs) you heard it here first guys it's awesome you also heard that this uh episode is going to be powerful and amazing so i hope we can live up to daphne's we will we will (laughs) promises i'm ready to bring Um, it (laughs) and i should say first that like i'm a person who loves lists and schedules and calendars Mm -hmm. i am not here to trash people who like to plan because i love planning um and i think also that um a lot of talking negatively about 
those kinds of things is really just a way of trashing women who, let's be honest, do the work to make sure that um, homes and families uh, get through the week. <laughs> and often that means planning and calendars and scheduling. Yeah. Well, I feel like a lot of men too. Like yeah. in my relationship, Stuart does that. Oh, like it's, that's nice. I mean, I, I mean, if you look at my Google No calendar, shade at my husband. No. <laughs> we have regular conversations like, about how to share these tasks. Yeah. Like if you look at my Google calendar, yeah. I mean, once again, speaking about like, you know, jumping ahead, it's like, until I fly home to California on December 19th, like what, that's in 19 days. So you guys know exactly when we're filming or recording this. Um, Yeah. Every second of my day is planned out from like appointments to clients, to meetings, to um, holiday parties, to cookie parties, to dinners, to social events. very popular, you guys. (laughs) Oh God. So I actually did (laughs) not. I however have a lot of free time. So I did not mean it like that. I promise I did not mean it like that. But, um, so I totally agree, like, in the sense that, yes, with my life as well, I eat, breathe, sleep, live by my Google Calendar, right? Um, it has to keep my life organized. Uh, like, some things in my life can be spontaneous. Um, I could potentially be more open to that. But, like, yes, like, for, like, lists and calendars and, like, I love that. I need that. Um... But I also realized, like, in my relationship, I actually, like, the, all, the, all the men I work with, like, this is their struggle as well. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and also looking at my relationship with, you know, my husband, um, I would say when it comes to, like, household stuff, um, you know, he plays a bigger part in it than I do. So I think it's just really, like, a, a human thing, you yeah. know? It's like... Yeah, I, I do think that there are so many ways we can, like, alleviate the stress because, well, another thing, too, I think that being present and being mindful just allows us to be happier in general yes. when we are just in the present moment. And we can still have, like, the list and the calendars and all those things that are, like, really awesome. Like, I even ske- I'll even, like, put into my schedule, like, oh, I'm having wine tonight. <laughs> like, I'll even, like, think that far ahead. Like, I get it. But then after I, like, kind of planned it, then it's, like, jumping back into the present moment. I think there's something totally um, true in what you just said about, like, being present is about finding ways to be happy now instead of in the f- in some nameless yes, future when that's... you've achieved something or gotten something done or any of those things. Um, you know, like when we're talking about body positivity and stuff, we're talking about like, don't wait to wear the swimsuit or go on the trip or whatever until you've lost yes. the weight. Instead, like do, do those things now. now. And I feel like that's, um, that's for me, the goal of um, taking time to be present and mindful is about being happy now instead of um, leaving my happiness until some unknown day in the future where I've achieved all the things I want to achieve. Yeah, because if you were miserable before you lost the weight, you're going to be miserable after you lost the weight. If you were miserable before you landed the job, you're going to be miserable after you landed the job. And if you were miserable before you made a million dollars, you're going to be miserable after you made a million dollars. So we're going to give you five tricks for staying present to help us be happy now so that we're happy when we make a million dollars. <laughs> Bring it, universe. I'm in receiving mode. So Here speaking of receiving mode, the first thing that I put on the list, we both contributed to this list. Mm-hmm. Um, the first thing I put on the list is not a huge surprise. It has to do with phones, our ever-present phones. Um, but mine is a specific thing, which is that when I go on vacation, I turn off my email notifications. 
I don't take my email off my phone because that would be a lot for me. Um, <laughs> but I do turn off the notifications. And instead, what I do is I set a calendar reminder for myself once a day to check my email. Um, and so that just means that I'm not getting constantly interrupted with that little envelope on my phone that says there's mail. Um, I'm still getting all the mail. I'm still keeping up with it once a day, so I'm not coming back to like an insane inbox. But it really lowers my stress to not have that constant pinging of emails. Um, and I, um, uh, Hannah uh, uh, Auberg, who was on the show a couple years ago, um, she does a thing where she does this all the time with her work email, where she says she only checks it twice a day and she says what times it is. So she has like an auto response in her email that was like, I check my email at 11 and 4. Mm, so awesome. if you email me before those times, I will get back to you at either 11 or 4. Now, that's bold for a lot of people, but for when you're on vacation, when you're with your family, when you're over the holidays, um, yeah, try turning off your email notifications. That's a great one. Yeah. And like, I guess just push notifications as well. Yeah. I finally had to turn off push notifications for Instagram and mm. it's like changed my life. Yeah. Like it's totally changed my life. It's just so. not constantly drawing you somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause my phone doesn't vibrate, but it just lights up. Mm-hmm. And so if I see it like standing or if I see my, my phone does stand, <laughs> it has <laughs> she a has little stand on the back. Yeah. So, um, it, that, that's a great like te- technological, uh, Tip. Tip. Two sub-tips related to phones. Um, Maybe consider temporarily removing the social media app that stresses you out. Like, for me, it's Twitter, because Twitter is my saddest social media app, (laughs) just because of, like, who I follow. Um, So, like, maybe for the length of your trip, take Twitter off your phone, if that's a thing for you. Mm -hmm. If Instagram is hard for you because um, it tends to make you feel bad because um, of, like sort of perfect imagery, like aspirational stuff, maybe take that off your phone for the length of your vacation. Yeah, stop following those accounts, too. I mean, yeah, Yeah. obviously. Like, don't follow (laughs) accounts that make you feel bad. I know that that sounds obvious, but a lot of us do it. Um, And then another one is um, maybe don't look at your phone first thing in the morning Mm, when you're on vacation. Yeah. um, Because um, it can really, like, set up your day in a stressy and... Uh, upsetting way. Yeah. I'm not saying ignore the world around you, but I am saying like there's nothing, it doesn't change anything in the world for you to look at your phone first thing in the morning mm-hmm. versus half an hour or an hour later. Yeah. So maybe consider trying to change that part of your routine even just while you're on vacation and see yeah. if that helps you stay more present where you are. So Jim Quick, he's just one of like the most amazing, I guess, thought leaders out there. So he's all over... Like he has books and, and he's all about just optimal brain uh, function. So he won't look at his phone until about maybe an hour into his day. And it, it is so true when you, it, it sets the entire tone of your day versus, uh, versus if you were to start the day off with doing some other things, um, even if, so for me, I actually don't look at my phone either. So I start my day off with, um, oh, I, <laughs> this is going to sound Actually, no, I'm not going to apologize for it. So I go to YouTube. So I'll, I'll look at my computer, but I pull up, like, I'll pull up a five to ten minute, like, video on either whatever topic I'm feeling. And I subscribe to a whole bunch of channels that are on, like, laws of attraction, intention setting. And that's how I start my day, even just listening to it. Sometimes I don't journal, like, some I don't need a gratitude. Or sometimes I'll, like, do a little five minute meditation. So 
that is a lot more effective than just starting the day off with emails and Twitter and Instagram. And um, not that there's anything wrong with that, but that does lead to um, not being kind of fully present with your morning routine too. I should say, I am very bad about this. I roll over in bed and grab my phone immediately. (laughs) Um, But during this vacation, I am going to try not looking at my phone right away in the morning. Yeah, I'm excited for this. You and I can like keep each other accountable. Yeah, but like not via our phones. Oh yeah, so I guess we'll have to like text each other <laughs> later like, in the day. later on in the day. Stewart also has uh, an app on his phone where now if he is on Twitter for more than twenty minutes, the app will pop up. Or maybe this is not an app. Maybe this is just a setting on his whatever the new iPhone is, mm. um, and it'll just like shut it down. Matt has that too. Yeah, for Twitter. Yeah, yeah, he had it for social media. He was like really restricting a lot of stuff for a while, and I yeah. think he backed off. But yeah. Yeah, Stuart loves Twitter. <laughs> that boy loves his information. So, <laughs> so uh, tip number one for staying present: turn off your email notifications, or maybe move some stuff off your phone, mm-hmm. or maybe just don't look at your phone right away in the morning. Yay! Phone-related business. We're all good. Um, thing number two: spend five minutes on a centering activity just for you. And actually, you talking about your YouTube videos that you watch first thing in the morning mm-hmm. is a great example because. I was thinking of things like a meditation app, just doing some breathing, doing yoga, listening to music you like. And I was trying to think of other examples, but I hadn't thought of um, video. Oh, I love it so much. Yeah, that's my thing. I love popping on to YouTube and um, depending on how much time I have, putting myself in the right mindset by either... And I actually like watching podcasts. Mm. So I like watching podcast interviews. And I find nowadays a lot of podcasts are video and audio so you can still listen we'll but then that. you can yeah, <laughs> yeah not to not to Dis- no, not to reference us at all um so i like watching uh podcasts on uh or depending once again depending on how much time i have it could be five minutes it could be 10 um it could be 45 and it will be on a topic that i'm interested in at the time so like i said it could still be something in the world to get me in a really good mindset at the beginning of the day, um, or it could be something else like psychology related or I don't know, anatomy related or life related, or just something that is floating my boat at the time. And for me, that is very centering. I think this is especially helpful over the holidays where it can feel like a lot of your time is about other people. Mm -hmm. And that's a really great thing. I mean, being with other people and having your focus be on them is awesome. Um, But I think sometimes our feelings of stress or feeling like we aren't centered at the holidays has to do with not having taken any time for ourselves or to even be alone. Mm -hmm. It's so hard to be alone at the holidays. Like when Matt and I travel, we stay with our families and we, you know, we have our own like room to stay in, but that means I'm never alone from him. Mm -hmm. So like, you know, for a week we're always with someone else or with each other. And that's a lot. That's Mm -hmm. very abnormal. Yeah. Um, So even if it's just like, if you don't want anyone to know you're taking time for yourself because it feels selfish or whatever, the cool thing about meditating or um, breathing or just listening to music is you can do it like in your bed before you even get up so no one even has to know that you're not asleep still. Yeah. And another thing I've realized too is that when in these holiday 
family settings, when one person does elect to like take some time for themselves, no one actually cares. Yeah, and like, often like, everyone like else we, is like, "Oh, good, now yeah, I can oh, take totally, a nap." Totally, <laughs> totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. It's almost like um, it it allows for other people to to do what they want. And yeah, my parents just got a sauna installed in their house, so I'm really oh excited my gosh. about that. So that's been really great. And then. Uh, yeah, it's like everyone kind of like pops out for so, runs. So and, everyone go yeah. to your parents' sauna. <laughs> <laughs> uh, news you can use. News you can use. Daphne, I'm coming so, to your house. Oh, everyone can come over. It's, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, cool. Well, so tip number two, spend five minutes on a centering activity mm-hmm. just for you. Tip number three, um, I found this when I was like Googling around for um, ideas. Um, do your regular morning routine, but do it slowly. I think this is so cool because um, it is a challenge, and in some ways it's a physical challenge because you have to like get up, take your shower, brush your teeth, all those things that we do so automatically. And I like the idea of just doing all those things like slightly slower in a way that like centers your attention on those things, um, reminds your body that you don't have to be in a rush. And like, it really doesn't take that much more time than doing it at your normal speed. Um, So this is another one that I want to try. Yeah, I love that one because I think it forces, well also taking uh, it's empowering when you like take control of your mornings mm-hmm. and for some people who have maybe like a stressful relationship with mornings like oh rushing out the door or like oh being tired getting the kids um, ready for school yeah uh this is almost it, it, it's like rewiring your relationship with mornings this way and if it means you have to wake up a few minutes early for you to make this happen i think it's very well worth it the um one version of this that I feel like is kind of related is Matt and I have just like made a rule for ourselves in our lives that we don't run for the subway. Oh, Um, I like it. We just like don't do it. Yeah. Um, Mornings, any other time, like we just aren't people who run for trains. And sometimes that means missing a train and that just has to be okay. I love that. um, And that I think has really, in those moments where I'm choosing not to run for a train, it's a good reminder to myself that like, I have some choice in how I spend my time and how mm. I react to things. Mm, yeah, um, which is empowering. Totally. Yeah, it really is. And that end, the body stress response goes crazy yeah. when we're panicking, running to catch a train. It's like, oh, you think you're burning calories running? No, you're not. You're, like, <laughs> literally sending out so much cortisol. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's, it's crazy how well, that, damaging that can be. That's another thing is um, I often find myself, like, if I'm working during the day and I am... Um, uh, uh, like get stuck on the train and I'm going to be late or I'm running late for some other reason, I'll like find myself getting really worked up about it. And then I say like, stop. You think you are doing something by getting worked up about this, but you're not. It's not getting you to work any faster. The people there don't care how bad you feel about it. You're just late or you're not. Mm-hmm. So just like, let it go. Yeah, let it go. There was a family that um, I taught for a while And the mom told me once that she had just decided, like, they just, they do not rush in the morning. And that means that they're late a lot because they have two (laughs) kids. But she was like, we've just made the decision for our family that, like, that's just not a thing that we can do. And so, you know, I'm not suggesting that that works for everybody. But even if it's just, like, I'm going to 
brush my teeth slightly more slowly today and or see with how the opposite that feels. Hand. Yeah. Ooh, that's yeah. a good one. Use the I don't even hand. know if I can use my left hand. Mm-hmm. It would force you to be very present, that's it for would. sure. <laughs> yes, so I don't get toothpaste everywhere. Yeah, well, and I think that this is also a, a big metaphor for the bigger picture of living life on autopilot. So, like, you're going back to your morning routine. Uh, the morning routine of all routines in our lives can be the most autopilot thing. How many times have you so, gotten out of the shower and been like, did I wash my hair? Yeah, right. <laughs> did I not wash my hair? Did I put deodorant on? Did I not? So switching up your morning routine, it just forces your brain to be like, oh, something's different. Um, so yeah, try brushing your teeth with your other hand as well. Love it. All right. Doing your morning routine, but doing it slowly or with the other hand. Um, so the next one is yours, Daphne. Yeah. So this is number tip four. Tip number four. So tip number four. Uh one of my most favorite authors and speakers in the world is a fabulous woman named Amy Cuddy. She has pretty much the most watched TED Talk of all time, 50 million views, and I'm sure you've all seen it. And she is the woman who talks about power posing. So she is a professor. Which I'm doing right now. Yes, so we are both power posing. And she is a Harvard professor who, uh, when she was in her late teens, she was in like a really crazy car accident where she was like flown from a car. She was like sleeping in the back seat, flown from a car, um, and had like a crazy brain injury. And her whole identity was her, you know, wrapped around her being smart. And um, she, this like affected her so greatly, and it affected all of her studies. So her entire TED talk is about the power pose and about like being um like strong and powerful and present in your body and like with who you are and she wrote a fantastic book which i bought and i read and it's called presence so you know what is presence but in the book it talks about presence in the sense of yes being present so being mindful and aware of like where you are in the present moment um but then also how to like have presence when you are like with people you know not even so much like how to make a memorable like how to make a memorable impression it's not even so much about that but just how to like have your energy be felt in a room and um so it was a really powerful book and it turns out in order to have your energy felt in the room it just means you should just be a present human who like (laughs) listens to people and who's like really there and reading this like totally changed my life and a lot of my behaviors so Growing up, I was just like total people pleaser. It was like, okay, just be friendly, just be nice, and just like say what people want to hear, like smile and nod, and like make sure you let people know you're listening to them. Um, I would like, I like knew how to like make reactions on my face. Um, and like, I knew that kind of makes you sound like a sociopath. I know, I I understand what you mean. Yeah, yeah, it's like I knew how to react, right? Like, I knew. Like, if someone was excited about something, it's like, oh, okay, I should show make excitement. Make excited face. Yeah, make excited face now. Um, and then this kind of translated into my personal training, like, the early years of my personal training career, when I would train clients and I would be so exhausted emotionally after every single session because I felt the need to, like, be so on. And I felt the need to, like, be so kind of, like, on and hyper focused and like talkative and like really listening to them and I was like I'm gonna die I'm gonna burn myself out <laughs> like this is this is insane and just always worried about in the back of my head 
what are they thinking about me? Like, are they happy with the session right now? Like, am I being nice enough? Am I being, uh, am I motivating them enough? Am I doing X enough? Am I doing Y enough? Am I doing Z enough? Um, and just sessions would be so exhausting. And then I read, and then, you know, gradually, and then I started to like grow up as a human. And then I, you know, became just came into my own, I guess. And then I found Amy's book a few years ago when it came out and it's like the flip that switched was so big for me. And, um, it really like changed the course of how I go about like my sessions, my conversations, uh, just every aspect of my life networking. Um, it's changed everything. So my tip, I know that was like a big, <laughs> long like setup. So my tip is <laughs> when you are having a conversation with a person, just shut up and listen. <laughs> just, just listen. Just listen. Shut that part of your brain off where you're thinking about, oh, what can I contribute to the conversation? What can I say next? What should I say next? How should I react next? How should I just all the crazy, stupid chatter that like is in our brains about like everything about this conversation, just shut it down. And then sure enough, like the second I shut that down, I became a better trainer. I became a better coach. I was just in the room with the person who I was meeting with or, or in the conversation if it was a coffee date. Um, and it's so crazy now because I'm so hyper-perceptive to when other people are not. Like if I'm in a networking like coffee thing with someone, they're all everyone's fine when they're talking. Yeah. And then it's the second the other person starts to talk, I can see it. Like, I can tell when I have them. And it's not on me. Like, mm-hmm. it has nothing to do with whether or not I'm interesting enough. It's, like, enough. It's it's they're starting to think about, like, the next thing it is they should be. I can see them fidgeting. Mm-hmm. I can see them, like, getting kind of, like, uncomfortable. I can see them starting. I can, like, literally see the wheels in their brain turning. So I can tell. And that, that like, that affects me, too, because I love being with present people. I love be- being with people who feel grounded, authentic, strong, and centered. So in a big roundabout way, to be, like, grounded and strong and authentic and centered, to come off as, like, making a wonderful, like, lasting impression on people, all it has to do, all, all you have to do to do that is to just listen to the people you are with. That's literally it. So by being present with the people you are with, it allows other people to first of all be present but um i think that that is for me one of the best ways to be present and then in my work and in my day-to-day life i am in so many one-on-one sessions like throughout the day one-on-one meetings throughout the day um it's i i owe the person i'm with the respect of them knowing that i'm like fully there with them in the room regardless of whether it's a meeting or you know whatever it is without me thinking about oh and then after this I have to figure out lunch and then after this I have to figure out acupuncture and then after like it's like it's just disrespectful to them like what am I getting out of this and what are they getting out of this so in a very um (laughs) long-winded way I a big tip for me and this can translate into the holidays you know like when you are with the people you are with just Shut up and listen. <laughs> um, this is something that I have worked on a lot in improv, which is going to sound That's funny so because yeah. um, in improv comedy, I think a lot of people think that your job 
when you're on stage and you're not talking is like figuring out the next thing you're going to say. But actually your job is not doing that and listening to listen, not just waiting to talk. That is so good, um, Joanna. But yes. it's, it is something you have to practice because um, there are a lot of social benefits to being the kind of person who's always ready to talk. Yeah. Um, you get more space in the room, you get your ideas heard more often, all of those things um, sort of encourage us to be in a place of waiting to talk instead of truly listening. Mm -hmm. um, but there's an incredible power in practicing just listening to listen, and then when you've finished listening, decide how to respond based on what you actually heard. Right. Yeah. Um, it's like a way of um, like full body listening. Yeah. Um, that uh, I think is really powerful, but also like takes work. Um, that is such a valid point, Joanna. I'm so happy you mentioned improv. It's literally... <laughs> no one else ever is. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true. I mean, improv is all about listening and responding. Yeah. yeah. Which theater, is where improv yeah. is about life, guys. In theater, you know. Yeah. Oh, I miss those days. <laughs> I know. My heart just felt so full right now talking about that. And, like, the scene work we did, you know? It's, like, not being on autopilot. Like, listen to your scene partner, and they might give you something different, even if it's a scene you've done a thousand times, and they give you something different. And, oh, my gosh, if you're present, you react differently, and, oh, my goodness, then magic is created. And yeah. the whole classroom cheers for you. And most of your <laughs> acting happens while you're listening, not while you're talking. That's yeah. an important lesson yeah, I learned. Definitely. So, Thanks, Jay Goldenberg. Yes. Oh, gosh. <laughs> yeah. He was a, he is a life-changing uh, man. Like, an awesome acting teacher that we had. So shout out to Jay Goldenberg. Um, but yeah, so. So tip so, number yeah, four. So tip number four. Um, just like. Listen Shut up to, and listen. Yeah, listen to the people you're with. And I challenge all of you to stop thinking about the next thing you're going to say or how you're going to react or like how um, you should like let that person know like what you're thinking. Um, yeah, I had a conversation the other day with um, a gal and everything, like I would be talking and even if I wasn't talking, she would still say, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. And I was like, oh, she's totally on autopilot. She's rehearsed this. Like she, she knows that she should be animated and just maybe as a human or whatever, I don't know, but um, yeah, I was like, she doesn't need to do that. Like, yeah. Yeah. Set yourself free. Yeah, yeah. Set yourself free from that because it's uh, freaking exhausting. So <laughs> I also find this true. Um, if you are a person who gets anxious in conversations with people, um, this is actually a really yeah. good tool, which is to release yourself from all expectations except that you will listen fully. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, you don't have to be like thinking about who you can talk to instead. You don't have to be thinking about how you can escape the conversation. Mm -hmm. You don't have to think about whether or not the thing the person is saying is crazy. Right, um, right. All you have to do is listen, and then when appropriate, yeah. you can respond. Yeah. This I is use so... this when I'm talking to people who make me feel uncomfortable. Right, right. And I think this is a great little, and I know this is a very like deep dive into number four of just <laughs> shut up and listen. Um, but, you know, when you were at like a holiday party, and you're in a conversation. Like, it's so much more fun if you're actually your having... your boss's cousin. Yeah. <laughs> like, if you're actually having a good conversation. And so I always, you know, recommend, you know, make big talk, not small talk. So ask, ask questions about, like, what people are passionate about. Or are they traveling instead of just anything you could find out off their Facebook profile. What do you do? And then, yeah. And um, 
And I find that in me being like very, very present now in conversation, um, I mean, I love having conversations now, but it's so incredible to me because I've noticed in the past few years since I've just really kind of like grounded myself, when people talk to me now, even if it's literally just like a quick like exchange in the hall, (laughs) and I find this to be a good thing, but people open up so quickly to me now and um and I appreciate it and it's and I and I know it's because I'm giving them the space to do that so in even like a five minute and so every like relationship like I build now it never feels surface level even if it's like a coffee business meeting you Mm -hmm. know and I really like that because that's way more pleasurable for me totally yeah so tip four shut up and listen shut up and listen and then if you get caught in a conversation that you don't want to be in at a networking event or a holiday party you can literally say it was so nice talking to you um I might find you at the end of the evening but like thank you have a great night you know Mm -hmm. like that's that's what I do too yeah you know okay that was number four number five (laughs) (laughs) so that was presence in the sense of a more maybe like people way um, number four is presence in a bit more of a spiritual way. Number five, you mean? Number five, I meant. <laughs> See, that was my brain, like, jumping ahead. That's yeah. fine. Yeah. Because, like, didn't we learn in The Lion King, like, there is no past and there is no future. But, like, the but the the present is now and that's why it's called a gift. Rafiki said that. <laughs> yeah. People, please don't fact check this. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know how I feel about it. said something along those lines. Yeah. Um, I've so, heard the cliche, yesterday's history, tomorrow's a mystery, today. today is a gift, that's why it's called the present. There you go. <laughs> we just want to so, reduce this whole episode to cliches. Yeah. So, we're going to so, get spiritual. Okay. So, um, well, spirituality is a very, especially as of late, like, it has been a really big part of my life, and, um, and it's, like, enhanced a lot of it. So, a book I read recently was by the Buddhist monk Thich Nhat Hanh, who's, once again, a very famous thought leader and author, and he's this, like, adorable little old Vietnamese man who um, is just, like, a very empowering and wonderful monk, and he's, like, been interviewed by Oprah a whole bunch of times, and um, I read his book, and his book is called You Are Here. <laughs> because we are. Like, we're literally here <laughs> right now in this present moment. And for me, the book really put into perspective um, how it's so important to, of course, honor everything that's like happened in our past and to know that it's happened um, and and we've created beliefs around certain things. And then also to realize that what these beliefs we've created, they might not all be true. Like we, we may have created stories and beliefs that actually are not true. So it's okay to let the past affect us because it is a part of us. However, we don't need to let it dictate and determine our lives and, and who we are. Um, and then in terms of the present, there's literally no, or the, the future, there's literally no way we can predict it. So it's okay to Google Calendar and it's okay to plan months ahead and it's okay to, you know, think about the future, but we can't let that dictate our current happiness. Um, And so I read the book and it was really eye-opening for me and it it put mindfulness and and presence in a completely um, different way where I I do think meditation is so important, but this isn't about it at all. And you can meditate. And I kind of love that this episode is not a a meditation episode, Mm -hmm. which I think is cool 
because I think that's a lot of times where people think it's going. And, and yeah, go ahead. Like, we, and I'm sure we could do an episode on meditation yeah. in the future. Like, we both know a lot about it, and we both um, have a relationship with it. But um, my tip for number five is when things get overwhelming and when things do feel like you are either dwelling on the past or thinking too far ahead into the future and be honest with yourselves uh, because I had to be super honest with myself because for me um, it was it was like two part in the sense that I was denying a lot of stuff from the past but I was still letting it really affect me so it wasn't like I was dwelling but it was there yeah and I had let it completely determine like my life and, and like what I'm referencing is a lot of um, like like trauma and a lot of um, you know suppressed memories and, and things that like had happened and uh, that I was like letting dictate my belief system about my life and who I thought I was and who I thought I should be and reading this book was such a game changer so once again his name is Tick Not Han you guys can google him and um, I know that's a weird spelling too I think it's we'll link to it we'll, in the we'll, show notes. we'll link to it and the book is called You Are Here um, and in the book he talks about how uh, you know like when he wakes up in the morning and he sits with his tea he's like in this present moment I am here with my tea now and then when he's, like, meditating, he's like, I am here now. Like, there is no past and there is no future. Like, all we have is, like, right now. And that was a game changer. So when you are feeling those kind of, like, stressed out feelings, just remembering <laughs> and saying out loud to yourself, I am here now. I am here now. I am here now. So even like myself and my assistant will like take little breaks like every hour, like, or if she's like getting stressed out about something like in her personal life or like, um, you know, if, if we're like getting stressed out about like, I don't know, planning an event that we have coming up, we'll even both like literally take a deep breath and like three times we'll say, okay, we are here now. We are here. And she read the book. Like we are here now. Like I'm like, even me saying that right now, it mm-hmm. like brings me into the room. And, and, like, I feel pretty grounded as it is, but I feel even more grounded now. So I think it's appropriate that, like, we kind of close off with, like, the overarching theme of, like, presence and mindfulness and kind of, like, you know, bringing it into something that's, like, very authentic to, like, me right now, which is, like, a bit of spirituality. And um, saying that out loud to yourself a few times and then also... I add one more level where I tap my fingers on like the karate chop part of one palm. And then that also brings me back. And the, so this is, if you take your hand up and it take like, make your right hand into like a light fist. And then you take the four fingers on your left hand and you just start tapping on this like karate chop part of your hand. That's the end of a meridian point. And what that does is it sends calming signals to your brain. So what I do, is if I'm feeling those feelings, I'll start tapping on that. And once again, it, it makes me feel my body too. I'm like back in the room. It calms my amygdala, which is your brain stress response. And I say, I am here now. I am here now. I am here now. And then all of a sudden thoughts about, um, thoughts of overwhelm kind of go away. Stress about like emails that like need to be responded to. Um, 
like if like something's like exploding in a bad way in my business it's like <laughs> it's like oh you know I'm I'm here right now. Also, that's like that is not life threatening, and that mm-hmm. helps to like remind me. So I do. That is number five. Some for similar me. stuff. Um, there's like um, an acting exercise where you um, do like I see, I feel, I hear, I smell, mm-hmm. and you sort of just go through like what your body is physically experiencing in terms of your senses. Um, and I think that can be really helpful too. Just like taking a moment and say like, okay, I see the room around me. I see, uh, you know, Daphne, I see mm-hmm. my computer, I see our water bottles. I feel the air from the air vent. Um, I feel my socks on my feet. Mm-hmm. I feel that my feet are a little bit sweaty. Um, I smell my lotion that I just put on my hands. Uh, just like pulling yourself, using your senses to pull yourself into the moment. I think that's a lot of like what the tapping yeah, does. Yeah. Um, that can be a useful. Yeah. I think uh, like getting in touch with our senses again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it just all ties back into intuition and being intuitive with what you're feeling. Um, and then of course all of this ties back in with like, you know, food and intuitive eating and being present with like the meals you have. It's like, there's so, there's so much we can like get out of life if we just take a hot second to be like mindful and Mm -hmm. in like the present moment. Well, I'm going to review our five tricks for staying present. Uh, Number one, turn off your email notifications on your phone. Number two, spend five minutes on a centering activity just for you. Number three, do your regular morning routine, but do it slowly. Number four, shut up and listen. (laughs) And number five, uh, remind yourself, I am here now. Awesome. Well, um, if you are listening to this in real time, we hope that you have safe and happy holidays. Um, and if you're not, we hope that you have a safe and happy week. Uh, and um, if you have tips that you use for staying present, let us know. Shoot us an email or post on our Facebook, uh, Just One More Pod, Just One More Podcast, on the various things, because um, we'd love to hear what works for you. And Joanna, you're really great at responding too. Thanks, so Daphne. if you guys want like a a little shout out from famous Joanna, and if you want her to like respond to your your Facebook comment, yeah, comment. <laughs> I will shut up and listen, and then I will respond. <laughs> Thanks, Daphne. Thanks for listening to Just One More with Joanna and Daphne. Our show is hosted by Daphne Yang and me, Joanna Shawflam. We're produced and edited by me. Our theme music is by Hannah versus the Many, who you can hear at hannahvsthemany.com. We'll be back next week. You can make sure you don't miss an episode by subscribing to Just One More on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, or whatever you use to listen to podcasts. For show notes, help subscribing, and to join us on Patreon, go to our website, justonemorepodcast.com. Let us know what you think. Find us on Twitter and Instagram at justonemorepod, on Facebook at facebook.com slash justonemorepodcast, or you can email us at info at justonemorepodcast.com. Thanks again, and we'll see you next week.